This pot show is pleased to bring you Whiskey Westerns on Wednesday, direct from Dodge City, Kansas, featuring rich topics on the legends of the Old West. Whiskey to motivate. Westerns to inspire. Get it. Play it. Drink it. Better than a good shot of whiskey on a hot August afternoon. My name is Mike King, and we'd like to welcome you to Whiskey and Westerns on Wednesday. My name is Brad Smalley, and this is the show we've been talking about and wanting to do just about since we started this podcast. We're here at Boot Hill Distillery with some very special guests and some very special whiskey. Brad, you know, I'm excited to be here on Boot Hill, at the Boot Hill Distillery, drinking some great whiskey and talking about some history. So who do you have tonight for our guest? Well, we have got uh, our first introduction is the owner, founder, all-around jack-of-all-trades, master of ceremonies, Hayes Kilman. Hayes, come on up. How you doing, Hayes? Very good. Thanks for having me, guys. This is good stuff, I'm telling you. Yeah, is that made right here at Boot Hill? Made right here in Dodge City, Kansas. All right. Boot Hill Cemetery. Hey, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ace. Well, uh, I'm a fifth generation farmer. Um, farming has kind of been my way of life ever since uh, I was born. Um, went off to college, uh, thought I would try to learn something else. Thought maybe I would escape the farm for a little while. I pretty soon found out that, uh, or realized that I wasn't going to do that, that I was going to come back and farm. Um, but with that, I wanted to do something more. I wanted to uh, take our grain beyond where we've always taken it, uh, beyond the elevator, add our own value to it. And uh, you know, that thought of whiskey came to mind. And what better idea than, than creating whiskey with your own grain on Boot Hill Cemetery? Brad, what do you think? You want to bring on our next guest? We might as well. Now's a good time. I think so. All right. Our next guest is Lee Griffith. The, uh, Lee, what is your official title? The uh, Director of Marketing? You, you kind of do everything that Hayes doesn't do, pretty yep. much, right? Gentlemen, it's great to be here. Yep, my name is Lee Griffith. My official, although totally made-up title, is Director of Sales. Director of Sales. <laughs> I'm the guy that goes and uh, uh, promotes our spirits all throughout the state, uh, working with our retailers, working with our distributor, uh, basically telling our story and getting the word out there as much as we can. So tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about your, uh, your new bourbon. Okay. Yeah, you give us a little bit of background on the making of this bourbon, and I'll pour you a little sip here. Ah, fantastic. You, uh, well, you mentioned the story, which is what we're all about. Just kind of give us an overview of, of how we go from Boot Hill Cemetery to our brand new bourbon. Well, and, and, and like you were saying, there's a lot of history here. We are in Dodge City, but underneath, underneath our feet right now, the crowns that this very building is sitting on is the original location of Boot Hill Cemetery. This is this was the location that if you met your unfortunate demise in Dodge City in the 1870s, this is where your remains were laid to rest. And it it was, sounds almost like a Halloween story. <laughs> as we as we like to say, uh, there's authentic Boot Hill spirit in every bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. That's very good. Okay, Brad, what do you want to ask him? 
Well, uh, we're as far as the the timing is concerned. I mentioned we've been waiting uh, waiting to do this, right. and we've we've talked about it for several months already. Getting a chance to get up here, well, but there's something special going on, not just with the release of the bourbon, but uh, you're having a bit of an anniversary, aren't you? That's correct. Yeah, we just uh, celebrated our three year anniversary. So uh, we opened our doors in 2016, July of 2016, during Dodge City days. Um, Funny enough, we opened our doors with nothing to sell, really no idea what we were doing. Um, and so this year, the third anniversary went much smoother than, uh, than probably our grand opening. But uh, we're happy to have survived this long. With uh, nothing to sell there to begin with, uh, why don't you talk about what we have now after three years? What we have now, okay. Let's start with what we started with, nothing. <laughs> but what that was, we, we, uh, we opened our doors and we had, let's see, we had two vodkas and two white whiskeys, unaged whiskeys. Um, looking back, both were pretty awful compared to what we have now, I would say. Uh, it's a learning experience. Yeah, we went from there, people gave us their input, told us what they were looking for, what they liked out of them, what they disliked out of them, uh, and we gave away, who knows, thousands of shots that day on our grand opening. Um, from then, uh, it took us about three months, um, on that three-month-ish, I think it was November 3rd, 2016. Date sticks out for some reason. We released our vodka, 100% wheat vodka. Uh, we tried multiple different variations of, of grain. Uh, realized being in Kansas that wheat is kind of our favorite uh, substrate to distill from. I guess you know, it gives some some great flavors. We are the wheat uh, state. We are the wheat state. That being said, we like corn as well. So corn is our other number. Uh, they pretty much share uh, importance in our in our distillery here uh, because that was then part of. It was the, the mash bill to our first whiskey we released was our white whiskey. Um, what, maybe a month after One, our vodka came that. out, we released our white whiskey, which was 51% corn, 49% wheat. Actually, a bourbon mash, aged in a barrel for one week. Um, that one week kind of gave it a, uh, what did we say? We say it's uh, like moonshine kind of went to, went to school. Went refined to moonshine. Yeah, refined a little bit. Um, and that's a great product we've made that really goes well with anything. Um, it's pretty know, it's kind, of our, it's kind of our bar in a bottle, you know. We can mix yeah. it like vodka. We can mix it like whiskey. Mix it like tequila, rum, um, rum. It, it, if you buy one bottle to fill your uh, your bar up with that you want to use for anything and everything, that's the one I suggest to everybody. And you guys have uh, also won some awards. We have, we have. So yeah, soon after that white whiskey came out, we released our red eye whiskey, and mm -hmm. that's the one that we first started. Kind of, uh, we were we were a little more proud of it. Um, started sending that thing off to. Uh, do some competitions. Yeah, you said red eye. Red eye. Why, red why eye, do we red call red that eye. red eye? Well, sort of an homage to you know a style of whiskey you would have gotten in the old west. You know, whiskey that was coming out to Dodge City in the 1870s. This was not long aged whiskey. It was probably distilled or even rectified by maybe dubious means over in Kansas City or or in Missouri somewhere, and then hauled out here by the wagon load. So it was maybe not the best. Quality at the time, not, not award winners. Not okay. award winners. Okay. No. All right. No, this we, would have been, you know, like I said, rectified whiskey, which was dubious means of, of production and, and additives that were added to it. Um, it. Let's just say it was a rough style whiskey. All right. Um, so, well, without sorry for that segue, go ahead and, and finish up our. What have we won? Well, with the red eye, we actually won the first year. We got a bronze medal at the uh, Heartland what was this? Heartland Spirits Fest out in Chicago. And we had to enter it as a bourbon. So there was no category for um, young 
not bourbon whiskey that we kind of wanted, that, that we're aiming for on this. You know, it's, it's supposed to uh, be a little bit more of a rough spirit. It's supposed to give you a, an idea of the Old West, right? Um, so they said, well, it's bourbon mash. It's, it's basically bourbon. We have to enter it as bourbon. And uh, they named it the best bourbon in Kansas for that year. And it wasn't bourbon. <laughs> best, best whiskey in Kansas. So, first, first award right out the gate. Uh, what do you think, uh, Brad? You know, there's some, there's some stories behind this because back in 1872, uh, this place was booming with uh, buffalo hunters. Oh, yeah. And there was an entrepreneur just like these guys that decided they would uh, break up on a whiskey business and haul it out here. Uh, and his name was... Uh, you're talking George Hill. George Hill. Right. right. So what we're looking at here is some history being made again oh, in Dodge City just a few decades later. So. Well, the, the slogan uh, that, that you folks have here, I'll say we have here, uh, born from a barrel, forged in the dust. It's the story of Boot Hill Distillery is quite literally the story of Dodge City. Absolutely. We were born in the back of a whiskey wagon and not three, four blocks, uh, current city blocks from where that original bar was, we're now making the, you know, the finest whiskey in Kansas. Everything. There's, there's an award on every single one of our products actually now. As of this year, we were able to get an award on, on everything, whether it be uh, from multiple different competitions, you know, some might not be golds, but we do have a couple of golds that we're proud of. Um, and so, yeah, the vodka has won a few awards, um, but I'm kind of going in order of, of how Good. When we release these different products, okay. Right. Um, so after the red eye was released, uh, the next one we came up with was our gin. That took us about a year, and that was that was a process uh, creating this gin from uh, from scratch, from nothing. You know, we we I think it was uh, 18, eighteen recipes, yeah. two hundred something distillations. It was it was a little bit of work. We made a lot of crappy gin to start <laughs> off with, <laughs> yeah. but we had to drink it. You know, we had to try it every every drop. I, I got to try some of that in the middle of it. Yeah. Glad we made it better. Oh yeah, a lot better. <laughs> and that's kind of our uh, what we do. You know, if if what we make isn't good, make it again. Try again. You know, that's the, kind of the uh, the farmer mentality I think that we've always played on is that we are going to do the best that we can, and if we're not there yet, we're going to keep trying, keep trying until we get it the way that we want it. Um, but that gin, uh, it's won a couple of awards as well. From then, uh, the next product we've released. Ash would have been our prickly ash bitters uh, that we could have a whole other episode on and discuss kind of how how that came to be we, um, we should actually do that in the future do that I don't know if you want to give a quick rundown of that prickly ash bitters was simply um, it was a product that was sold as patent medicine in the late 1800s early 1900s uh, it was a product that was known to be sold here in Dodge City as the medicinal cure-all it was the uh, uh, for this advertised for this uh, for disorders of the stomach the liver and the bowels um, but in reality, it was it was mostly alcohol. <laughs> you know, that is a good story because we could talk about Sewell at that time, mm -hmm. the Sewell Canal mm -hmm. and, and, and the bitters oh, yeah. at that mm -hmm. time. So we might bring that one back on board. Stay tuned. Uh, and in one of our next episodes. So good, yeah. good, good segue though. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. Yeah. So after that, we started with our experimental projects, um, and we started releasing a couple bourbons that we had in smaller barrels, um, wheat whiskeys. Uh, our current one that's out right now is our barrel-aged gin. We sent that one off to a competition. Uh, it won double gold? Gold medal. Gold. Okay. Gold medal in New York. Gold medal in New York. Uh, that one will be coming to our full full lineup here in the next year. Um, and from there, the next big thing was our bourbon. Uh, that was one of those, those, you know, that's what we were here for. That was our number one goal, right? The, it's Kansas. 
got to make bourbon. Um, we grow corn and wheat. Those are the two primary grains in your bourbon. Uh, and we wanted this one to be right. So we took our time. Uh, we started putting barrels away once we got the recipe right. It took us uh, about a year after we started distilling, actually, about that. Uh, to actually start putting barrels away. Uh, and then we hit our two-year mark on some of those back in January. And that was kind of the uh, optimistic release date. Um, but we, we drug our feet. You know, it was kind of a... I don't know how to explain it. It was like, um, you know, releasing a, an art project maybe that, that I just wasn't sure was quite ready and it kept perfecting something, yeah. kept thinking about what could be wrong with it. You know, it's like, uh, it's like my child. So <laughs> we were pretty proud of it once we finally got it all put together and, and uh, ready to release on, uh, what was the 24th of 24th July? 24th of July, yeah. right before Dutch City Days. Yeah. So two years worth of waiting, a little over two and a half, well, Two, two and a half years worth of waiting. We finally get uh, whiskey distilled that we distilled two years ago into a bottle. Now you Same. mentioned earlier on the red eye whiskey, you said it, you had to enter it in the competition as a bourbon, but it's not quite a bourbon. So what is it about this that differentiates it from the red eye that makes this a true bourbon? So um, really they're the exact same mash bill. They both use 51% corn, 49% wheat. That's a super high wheat uh, and a mash bill for a bourbon. Um, but it's mainly the difference between those two is the length of time in the barrel and the fact that it's a brand new American charred oak barrel. Um, also, these barrels are all 53 gallon barrels. The um, red eye uses the smaller barrels. We blend those in uh, to really get our flavors. That's kind of a blending game almost or a, a challenge that we have every time is, is to make a good whiskey fast with our red eye. The bourbon, we knew no matter what, we were going to spend our time letting it age. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Now, are we ready? <laughs> let's let's do been, some official tasting. Yeah, I've been excited about right. getting this tasting. The, the question is, we, we can tell the story, we uh -huh. can tell the history, we can talk about the distillation process That's and all right. the awards, but what we haven't talked about is, is it good? Mm. <laughs> well, right. camera okay, party. here we go. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, first off, thank you for coming and having your program here with us. Oh, we really yeah. appreciate Our it. Our pleasure, absolutely. Nice. Glad to do it. The Boot Hill Bourbon. Mm. Get, I get some good, like, almost smoky vanilla off the top of that. Almost a cherry vanilla. Mm-hmm. A little spicy. That's, yeah, maybe. That's almost, that smells good enough to be a soda pop. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Very smooth. Mm. I could sleep on a pillow that smells like that. Mm -hmm. We talked about okay. on which side of the pillow you'd sleep on before this. <laughs> this uh, well, clearly this side. I mean, we yeah. go back through all of our videos. So we switched it up now. It'd, it'd throw everyone off. Yeah, it would. It would. My name is Koji. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Japanese America podcast. So this is where we look at all things Japanese American. We will bring alive the history, culture, and people that make up this diverse community. In this month's episode, we'll examine Koji's unique family history. To help bring this story alive, we brought on actor and comedian Derek Mio. He was reported to be extremely pro-Japanese and anti-American in sentiment. Her husband was taken into custody by the military authorities 
under a warrant authorized by the Secretary of War. Who was this enemy of the United States? He was my grandfather on my dad's side. To hear more stories about Japanese America, you can listen to this podcast anywhere you normally download your podcast. That is delicious. Well, caramel. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's very, very caramelly. Toffee, maybe. Mm-hmm. I do get some toffee kind of on the front end and then again a little bit on the back. In the middle, it's just... Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, right away. I and this dead gum good whiskey, mm. I'll tell you. And that is 45%. 90 proof. We landed 90 on 90 proof. proof. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Whereas our red-eye whiskey, the white whiskey, this all sat around 80 proof. This needed to be a little pleasantly hot right. uh, without going over Very pleasantly. And we've mm-hmm. uh, the whiskeys that we've done so far, that seems to kind of be our uh, where we like to live. That mm-hmm. 45, 46 40, percent. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, uh, excellent. Excellent. Excellent job, guys. Gentlemen, Thank you very much. Wonderful. And you've you done much. very well on the sales of this just from its release, haven't you? Very true. We're um, we're definitely selling all throughout the state of Kansas. Uh, we are selling all throughout the state of Missouri. We have the ability to sell into six other states in the country. You can purchase this in California, in New York, in Oregon, in uh, Illinois, Iowa, and Pennsylvania. Now, those are more on a special order basis, but we do have a path to those markets. And for... For those that might be listening in, uh, in, in you've got a California audience, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those that might be listening in California, our Boudel Distillery uh, whiskeys and vodka and gin is all available um, on that side of the state. Can be brought in, uh, and we're just expanding from there. I mean, it's, we're I've got several things in the works and uh, hoping to pick up some some more states in the near future. Okay, now, uh, we'll yeah. want to talk about a little bit uh, about the website. Any information you can find about the distillery on the way? Can you can you locate? Sure. Absolutely. The, so where we're offered. Okay. Our, our website is of course www.boothilldistillery.com. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Primarily, though, Facebook and Instagram. We're pretty active on uh, on on both of those sites. Um, those will get you information on events going on here at the distillery. And didn't really mention we're kind of a destination location. We have we're here in the tasting room now, which is a place to come enjoy cocktails. If you don't want to buy a bottle, you can just sit at the bar here and have a, have a drink at our restored 1902 Brunswick Bar. Um, and we'll offer you tours on the weekends. You can come in um, and we'll show you the whole process, beginning to end. Talk a little history. Talk uh, talk about the building itself that we're in. Uh, and then show you the whole distilling process beginning to end. So this is really a place you can come not only learn about Dodge City history, but uh, the, the, the spirits business and the distilling process in and of itself. Uh, and to find out, like I said, what our hours are, definitely check our social media platforms and our website because it's, it's, it'll give you the most up-to-date information. Well, let's talk a little bit about this building. It's a beautiful building. Yes. And uh, so what, what year was it built and what was it built for? So it was built starting in 1927. This is the second building that was built on this site. Um, it was started in 1927, completed in 1929, and built as the city municipal building, or city hall, if you will. And it was purposely designed and built to hold all the city services under one roof. 
So you would house the fire department, the police department, the city jail, the city courtroom, the city judge, and the room that our tasting room's in right now is the old clerk's office where city records have been held or uh, where you come pay your water bill. Um, and it remained a city building um, clear up to uh, 1990. The uh, fire department was the last service that uh, occupied the space. And, um, Really from about the late 2000s up until now, the building was largely vacant, unused, and unoccupied. And at that point is when it started to kind of cosmetically uh, crumble and was, was, in, it was in pretty rough shape by that point. And that's about the point you got it. That's where, uh, yeah, we, we purchased, I like to tell the story of, uh, yeah, it was falling apart. And they'd uh, asked many people in the community to come look at it, send a proposal in, and, and I like to say that only it took three dumb farmers to figure out what we were, you know, it took somebody dumb enough to buy this thing and, and uh, turn it into an actual distillery. You know, no, no one else was dumb enough to do what we did, so um, glad that we were. Uh, at that point in 2014 is when we actually took ownership of it, uh, and then we started construction in May of 2015. Um, at that point we removed all the tile roof, the Spanish roof on top, took it down, preserved it, replaced the underlayment, put it back on, uh, replaced about 100 panes of glass, most 90% of the windows in this building are original. Uh, we brought those all back to life. Still remember the day that we took our last uh, board off of the window. It was uh, it was a day for a party because we was, every one of those windows was broken. It seems like um, we replaced about 4,000 bricks. Retuck pointed the whole everywhere that had uh, missing grout. Uh, came through, put all new electrical in, all new HVAC plumbing. Uh, tore out. I think it was around 10 of the 40-yard dumpsters of trash. Um, and then started on our, uh, the destruction process took a large amount of time before we even got to start in on our construction project of, of putting everything back together. Um, and that brings us back to 2016 when we opened our doors. Um, we're still in construction at the moment. Uh, we have one room directly above us that is not finished. Someday when we get uh, some free time, which never happens, <laughs> someday, someday, we will get that next room finished. We've kind of repurposed some of the other space, not only for use of our, the distilling operation, the firehouses where we have all of our distilling equipment, the old police department is our bottling room and aging room and kind of final processing. Uh, the, the jail we have converted into a, into a meeting space that can actually be used uh, for uh, people that want to come in and use it as an event space or a party space even. And Complete with old graffiti. <laughs> with yes. the graffiti, yes. We uncovered some uh, graffiti from when that was a jail in the 1950s and 60s, guys were signing their names up in the plaster, and that had been covered up uh, for nearly 50 years until we uncovered it during the during the part of the demolition process. And that, unfortunately, fortunately, has all been preserved, and uh, is just part of the character of that room. And it's really the only traces that's that's uh, that 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 would tell you that it was a jail, because any semblance of it being a jail was taken out in the 70s when the police department moved out. But uh, there's still graffiti from gentlemen that were marking their time. Uh, uh, staying up there and that's definitely part of the history of the building. You know one of the things that impresses me is the entryway when you come into the building. Uh -huh. There's a big buffalo head right at the top of the, uh, the staircase and uh, and that kind of gets symbolizes the the first establishment here, buffalo hunters uh, in this area, a lot of buffaloes, uh, how, how Dodge City got started. Is there a story behind that buffalo head? <laughs> Less of a historical story. Okay. Um, I was actually sitting on a combine, I think, or a tractor, maybe, I don't know, something on the farm, and I get a phone call from Ron Sankey, who's up here 
helping us with the construction. He's still still here. He's not here at the moment, but uh, he says a guy pulled up in a, in a little pickup and he's got a buffalo headed. You want it? <laughs> Does it look nice? Yeah, it looks great. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and so we purchased. You know, we kind of run a little pawn shop here. If people have neat things. It seems like they bring them by and, and they know I'm a sucker and I'll buy them. So. I don't think it has much of a historical uh, story to it, but that's kind of a fun story about how we how we got uh, the buffalo. <laughs> it is sort of an homage to the buffalo hunting. That was yeah. that was right. the first industry that was right. in this area before Dodge City even existed. Well, just out uh, on to continue on from there, not mm -hmm. just the buffalo head, but just here on the ground, uh, it's very reminiscent of the the transition from burial ground to modern, the, the schoolhouse that was here, and then currently the city building and distillery. Uh, we've got the the, uh, the statue of Joe Chagru, one of our, right. our uh, latter-day Cowtown era lawmen. Mm -hmm. uh, the the monument to Ham Bell, who right. we've talked about in past episodes, uh, one of the grand old man of the Southwest. The steers. Very, what's that? The steers. Oh yes, the the steer heads that were also steer done heads. by uh, by Doctor Simpson. Doctor Simpson, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the, a uh, lot. Of, there's a lot of history right here. Just oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's so, and we have the oldest Dodge City artifact available too. The buffalo head above our uh, Marshall door, door here. Mm. Uh, that actually we don't own. The city still owns. We own the building, but the city owns uh, the buffalo head above our Marshall door. That was on the which came from the 1879. Yes, city hall. City hall. Yes. yes. And there were multiples of those around that building. This is the only one uh, oh, left standing that we know of. That we know of, yeah. yeah. So while, while you own the rest of the building, Dodge City owns <laughs> one a couple square feet yeah. of it. Yeah. Right there on the side of the building. We're good stewards of it. Yep. Right. It'll, it'll stay here for. That, that's a good story. That's yep. a good story. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to add uh, before we close out? Well, I think it's very telling, you know, back in the old days that when this was the burial ground, and I mm -hmm. think we've, we've mentioned this in the past, right. this is the highest spot in the area. You can see this from almost all over Dodge City. Uh, when they were burying people up here, uh, the joke at the time was, because they, they had to find some kind of humor in the, 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 the violence and the, the dark days that Dodge City was in, the, in that time, uh, so being the highest spot in the area, they'd bury the people up here that they did because they needed the head start to heaven. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that one yet. Well, that's fair. Well, now you can still come to the same site <laughs> and get the spirit of and heaven. get a little glass of heaven right here. <laughs> and, like and Boot Hill Distillery Bourbon. That's well. Let's toast to that. Let's put toast to Boot Hill Distillery and the entrepreneurs here because if we didn't have entrepreneurs in Dodge City this would uh, I mean this town was built on entrepreneurs absolutely wouldn't yep. be a city without it that's right right and Dodge has survived year after year just based upon people like uh, Hayes and Lee here um, keeping the story alive yeah and have contributed back to the community in a lot of ways absolutely so let's toast to Boot Hill Distillery. Gentlemen, thank you guys. Thank, thank you, thank you, you again. That's it for now. Remember to check out our Wild West podcast on iTunes Podcast at wildwestpodcast.buzzsprout.com. If you would like to view the video portion of our show, you can catch us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash wildwestpodcast. 
Thanks for listening to our podcast.